Welcome to our podcast. Welcome, welcome. Yay! We are excited to be here. As I'm sure you, this podcast has been like a decade in the making. Well, not this particular podcast, but a podcast from the minds of us has yes. been in the making for for a decade. So welcome to, and then we fought a dragon. And then we fought a dragon. We fought a dragon. We are your hosts. I'm Rebecca. I'm Des. <laughs> and uh, we're here to talk about some D&D. Des, what all do you things, know about D&D? <laughs> yeah, all things D&D. Um, because I know so much. Yes. Just kidding. I don't know really anything at all. Um, <laughs> I, as a child, D&D, bad news, do not even think about it. Otherwise, you're going to hell. Yeah, definitely. I'm an adult now, and that is not the case, as far <laughs> as I know. So, hope not. Um, yeah, we have been friends for a very long time, and Rebecca has had an interest in fantasy for ever, forever. I mean, just as long <laughs> as we've been friends, probably. But yeah. I also really enjoy fantasy in a different way, and that will become evident as we <laughs> journey through this uh, experience, because I don't actively participate uh, in fantasy the way Rebecca does. Uh, Who so, does, really? I mean, like, <laughs> just to make it all about me. <laughs> it is always about you. When it no! Comes. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, I, I like fantasy. I just don't play D&D because it embarrasses me. So <laughs> I enjoy hearing and learning about it through Rebe- Rebecca's, Becky's, oh my gosh. Um, I am a woman of many names. <laughs> through <laughs> Becky's perspective. And so, yeah. Uh, essentially, I've been listening to Rebecca talk about things for a long time, telling me stories, and this is just another version of it. So, oh. we're excited to now share it with with broader audience. I guess um, I play in two D and D campaigns as of recently. In the last year, I started binge-watching Critical Role's Campaign 1. No spoilers, please, for Campaign 2. And um, became really quite obsessed with, with D&D, I think would be fair to say. Des is nodding along with that. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm in two campaigns. Um, one with friends here and one that's solely remotely, which is kind of exciting little contrasts and at the end of each session I kind of got in the habit of recording a voice memo for Des just like unpacking the session and kind of retelling it which she seemed to enjoy I think I hope I do I really enjoy it because like I mentioned I probably will never play in a campaign but I love storytelling I love adventure uh anything and also, I just want to be included. Really, <laughs> I think if we break it down, I yeah. just want to be included. Everyone wants to be included. So let's include everyone. So we decided to podcast would be a good way to do that and allow for a little more discussion because voice memo is kind of very one-sided. So it's hard to like clarify points and stuff of what's yeah. going on. And maybe a podcast will do that. And thus, and then we fought a dragon was born. Here it is. And origin story. This is this is what we're trying. Yeah. However, I've been playing in these campaigns for several weeks now. Gasp. Several months, even. In fact, the one we're going to talk about today, we're 16 sessions in. And Which is crazy. It is. I think we it's started in February, March, February. Yeah. It's I think wild. it was late February, maybe early March. I don't know. Yeah. But- it's been a while. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you're playing D&D. Snaps for that. And uh, so I have to catch y'all up, I think, on what's been going on before we dive into what this podcast is really going to look like. So perhaps I should explain that. Each week, hopefully, we're going to have a little rundown of what that session looked like. And then Des and I are going to chat about it and our questions and theories and all sorts of stuff. 
you'll see two sides because yeah. obviously I'm not present when you're playing. Yeah. I have no idea what's going on other than what Rebecca tells me. <laughs> and sometimes my interpretations of things are not necessarily wrong, but they're just from a really outsider's perspective. So Which it's fun helpful. to, yeah, it's, it's just fun to kind of see both sides of things and break it down yeah. and experience it in different ways. Yeah. And I, I always tell these stories from the point of view of my character. So you're not getting things that I, Rebecca, I, Becky, have witnessed happening between other characters if my character was not present. So this is purely told from the perspective of my character and things will come, come to pass, come to awareness through that character's eyes, which I think is a kind of fun take on it because it yeah. means like, I know there's some behind the stuffs, behind the scenes stuff going on so I can sort of like hint at it, but I'm excited waiting for it to come to pass to be able to share it with you guys. That that does make it exciting because I'll say something and sometimes you'll be like, mm, well, we'll see or dot, dot, dot. Yeah, we haven't found out yet or you haven't because maybe you yeah. have, but I haven't. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, cool to see how it plays out. Yes. So today, I think I'll just jump into this massive recap that I have. It will feel a little different. We're not going to get as many details as we would in a regular sum up because that would take a very long time for 16 sessions, but I hope that I've kept it interesting and then Desna will chat about it a bit because she has heard about these sessions, but maybe like telling it in this way will highlight some new things or connect some new dots or something exciting. Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear it in one um, continuous yeah. stream because obviously it has just been week by week yeah. and some stuff I've definitely, I do have notes. Nice. Let's, also, I take notes, <laughs> so I know and can reference back to those, but also mm -hmm. those are very minimal, and they do not tell nearly even a portion <laughs> of what's actually going on, so it'll be interesting to hear it this way. Yeah, well, even as I was, like, writing my notes, I was like, ooh, this is interesting, when you see it, like, all in one piece kind of thing, rather than just having the, the sessions where you're very in the moment, but anyway, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. We're talking about stuff that our loyal audience <gasps> Yay, doesn't know you. about yet. <laughs> Thank you, fans. Thank you. <laughs> so no, 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 there's too many of you. <laughs> it's too much, guys. Really, it's too much. <laughs> campaign one. Oh yeah, I'm in two campaigns as well. So um, this is campaign one. There will also be campaign two every second week, just for fun. So much D and D, and then everyone can choose their favorites. So campaign one, I play a character named Kaylin, and Kaylin is a half elf ranger, and she's from a small town in the the game world, which is called Talome, and her hometown is called Malar. So she was raised by her human mother who is the village seamstress and actually never knew her elvish father. So that may come up later in the campaign. Just wait. Looking forward to it. <laughs> and also, when it comes to names of places, yeah. uh, maybe other people can keep track. <laughs> I choose to just not try. It's a lot. I'll try and like remind whenever I say a name or a place, I'll try and kind of use it a trigger word of some kind to remind you what that is or who that person is. Cause there are a lot of names. That's just D and D, right? So it can be kind of hard to follow. I'm gonna try and help y'all yeah. along with that. I think part of it for me is that if I am under the impression that this isn't going to be a like long term place mm -hmm. or character, I just they just go in the recycling bin. Okay. <laughs> I'll keep you around for a little bit, but I'm not gonna. My poor DM who like carefully chooses all these names. By the way, my DM and the other players have consented to the use of this world and their characters in this format, in case anyone was worried. But uh, let's get back to the recap. So she okay. grew up in the village, not knowing dad, grew up with mom. She wasn't like fully ostracized, but it was a predominantly human village. So being a half elf, she did get like picked up, picked on a little bit in school just for kind of looking different, being different and ended up being like a little bit of a loner. 
And the city is near some woods. So she kind of ended up going to the woods, doing her own thing a little bit. And are you clicking around at something over there? I'm sorry. <laughs> Guilty as charged. <laughs> That's all right. We're just going to explain. <laughs> all good, people. All good. It's not at your house. It's at ours. Oh, no. <laughs> for those who are not watching video, the iPad just fell and we got a really good view of Desert's ceiling for a moment there, which, which we enjoy. Please be patient with technical issues. This is the first run through officially. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, Kaylin spent a lot of time in the woods growing up and she did a lot of reading, taught herself archery, and eventually she started kind of like taking care of wild creatures that would come attack other villagers' animals overnight and kind of became a bit of a town vigilante, just like quietly protecting the village and keeping things quiet and whatnot. Um, and in this time, one friend that Kaylin did manage to make was Quinnerin, who is another member of our party. And the game began with Quinn and Kaylin heading off to the nearest big city, which is called Corintha looking for an adventure. So Quinn, Quinnerin, is our party's drow elf fighter. If you're wanting to make note of what characters are gonna be reoccurring, here's your party. And while in town, we quickly met Selwyn, who is now our party's high elf cleric, and notably is a pacifist, which does affect how she aids us, perhaps, in battle, kind of fun. And then Ava and Kirian are the other two members of our party. They came to Corintha together, having only met fairly recently at the time. And Ava is a half-elf druid who has kind of just recently left her druidic community for the very first time and is very much, to a certain extent, a little squishy baby being shocked by the world. And then we have Kirian, who is a tiefling rogue and is... Um, proving to be rather roguish and typically hands out daggers to every underage child that he encounters, much to the rest of our chagrin. I so, like it. Yeah. I'm in favor and I fully support. Kids are gonna hurt themselves, man. No. <laughs> but it's good to have characters. Obviously, at this point, yeah. I am familiar with all the characters, but I did forget that you and Quinn you yep. know each other so we knew each other yeah we're pals me and my friend Quinn <laughs> so we as a party didn't know each other all five of us going into it we all kind of happened upon the same tavern inn called the Peapod near the town center and it's run by a little gnome named Brayley who is an old family friend of Quinn's which is why we got there and she kind of threw the five of us together and like adopted us as a group <laughs> which was very kind of her. And uh, that evening, we met our dear friends, the boys, who are five members of the city guard of Corintha and are kind of now our himbo dude bro besties. We, we hang out with them every time we're in town. We have a standing invitation to one day play ultimate frisbee with them. And while we love them all, we love our dear Dave, who is a six foot six red dragon born consent king who might have a crush on Ava. We love him a little extra. So. Yes. Dave is our dear friend. Every time you run into the boys, I always am looking forward to the shenanigans that yeah. you do. All sorts of shenanigans. Uh, so we hung out with them for the evening. And then on our first day in Corintha, Brayley, who had adopted us, took us out for a day on the town where we kind of heard through gossip about a rat problem and our interest was piqued as little level one adventurers and so we'd started to track these rats and came across kind of a quiet street with two sewers where two giant rats came out of the sewers followed by swarms of other rats backing them up and Ava, the druid, tried talking to them, but they seemed like very one-track-minded. They were aggressive. They wanted food. They had just broken into a bakery and eaten everything there. It was intense, so we killed them all. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> killed all the rats. Yay for dead rats. And as we brushed ourselves off after the fight, we noticed kind of an enclosed carriage parked on a side street that appeared to have someone inside watching us. 
And we were invited over and introduced to Lady Blackwell, who is one of the four council leaders of Corintha. Mm -hmm. And she had observed how quickly and how efficiently we had dealt with a problem that had been being stalled by bureaucracy for far too long. And so she offered us another job, which sounded good. It was a job out on her country estate where there also seemed to be a bit of a rat problem. Lots of rat problems in this area, my goodness. And maybe a ghost, if her teenage daughter was to be believed. So, could ghosts be and rats? Ghosts, ghosts and rats, rats. <laughs> or ghost rats? I don't know. Ah. <laughs> so she gave us her card so that we could think about it and decide if we wanted to take the job. Said she'd give us transportation and pay us, and then took us to the council buildings to introduce us to the rest of the council, which are three lords who don't appear to be overly fond of her and she doesn't appear to be overly fond of them so it's a great great little rapport that they got going on there and then they paid us each 20 gold which was great because we had dealt with their city's rap problem so yay for getting paid and on the way out we ran into one of the boys on guard duty and learned that the council was currently working on changing the laws about the legality of certain schools of magic, and that Lady Blackwell herself was open-minded to allowing necromancy into the area, and previously it hadn't been something okay. So we were like a little like, hmm. A little. That. A little, hmm. A li yeah. I was a lot of, okay? <laughs> Des was a lot of, hmm, about that. <laughs> Not a fan really weird we figured we needed to do more research and so on the way out to do more research Kirian stole something from a locked office made up a lie about an intruder having broken into the locked office and then had to file a police report so that, that was a good start <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't get arrested so I guess that's good and we did some scouting around and we asked Braley and some of the friends that she'd introduced us in town about Lady Blackwell. And we, we did leave with the impression that, like, she's a politician. But as far as politicians go, she's pretty trustworthy. She's done her fair share of good things. So, like, she's probably okay kind of thing. And, like, she'd for sure be okay to pay us, which is the important part. Let's be real. We just want to get that money. We have we have all these interpretations of, you know, people in power, but as long as they're giving us money, whatever. Yeah, that's, that's the important part, right? Mm. But yeah, we, uh, we decided, okay, we take the job. This seems like a good time. But then we realized we'd lost the card that she gave us with her address on it. So that was a little awkward. We got some directions from a city guard. And then on the way how to get there, we entered kind of the fancy neighborhood of town. Someone had a yard pony, which is exactly what it sounds like, a pony that lives in their front yard. So we had to pet the yard pony and, like, eat it grass and stuff. <laughs> Ava tried to talk to it, and it was, like, a super spoiled ditzy. Like, it was really funny. We really enjoyed that session. Our DM has a good time with animal voices. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fun. That's, I guess, one thing that I kind of missed out on is the, the uh, maybe not everyone else role-playing, but the idea yeah. of the DM making up yeah. this random character yeah. voices and stuff is really funny to me. Yeah, so kudos to our DM for just being ready on the spot to become a yard pony for the moment. <laughs> Yay for yard pony. Yay for yard ponies. And our yard pony was able to give us directions the rest of the way to the Blackwell estate because she was friends with the Blackwell carriage horses. How convenient. Very. We arrived there. We're given half our payment now. We'll get half later. And she hired us horses. So off we started into the countryside, which as a ranger is my jam. Cities aren't totally my thing. So we had a pretty uneventful day on the road. But then we spent the night on the road. And like halfway through the night, a pack of wolves decided to come say hey. So hey, 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 wolves. <laughs> Kaylin's bow was like singing. I was rolling so good that day. And so we made very quick work of them and just went back to bed because like it was the middle of the night. And then the next day, we were back on the road, continuing on. It was going to be a two-day journey. And we met this, like, old bickering couple that were maybe 
peddlers of some kind they had a wagon full of like random crap (laughs) that they were trying to sell us and so we kind of leafed through it a bit and someone found what appeared to be a large black dragon scale that the couple seemed really eager to part with and like sold to her really cheap and then pieced out as soon as she'd paid them so that made us suspicious and then we noticed like a little tiny rune carved on it and we're like oh crap is this thing cursed are we all gonna die what have we bought sketchy yeah super sketchy super sketchy Quinn, however, luckily has this little magic item, which is a little statue of a raven. And I'm not totally clear on how it works, but every couple days she can turn it into a real raven and it can fly away and go do errands for her kind of thing. So she wrote a quick note to one of our friends in Corintha that we had met through Braley named Robbie, who dabbles in some magic and glyph research. And she drew a picture of the rune, asked him what it, if it was like a, a good thing, if you recognized it, if it was bad, and we sent it off to him. Mm-hmm. And then carried on our journey, which is which is good. And there wasn't much going on for the rest of that day. Traveling, traveling, traveling. About mid-afternoon, suddenly there's a super bright flash. And a pink obelisk appears, just like out of nowhere. So naturally, we went to go check out the pink obelisk. And as we got closer, suddenly I, I started not feeling so good. And then I threw up 38 silver coins. <laughs> so that was a little weird and then Ava's hair all started falling out she had like massive long Rapunzel hair and she it just fell out till she was bald like full-on bald and then there was some kind of localized explosion right in front of Quinn and her horse reared up and it was crazy Selwyn had three clones who were all mirroring her movement and Kyrian appeared to catch a cold and was sneezing a lot so so a lot happened. A lot happened. Maybe very quickly, all maybe at once. Too much happened. Too much happened. <laughs> but as we got a little closer, even so, when we were able to read the runes on the obelisk and found the name of the creator of it, and that it warned of being near it because of Feywild magic. I feel like we could have guessed that by now. A little but, bit uh, obvious. Yeah. Quinn and Kaylin, we peaced out. We were like hopefully out of the range of this freaky little obelisk thing. And the other three kept playing around with it and getting all these weird magical effects, which most seemed to be temporary. Selwyn also got sick and threw up some coins. Kyrian was really jealous. He wanted to throw up coins desperately. I <laughs> want money vomit. Money! <laughs> Ava was mad though she had just lost all her precious hair and decided she was going to knock over the obelisk so she was trying all these ways to push it over and uproot it and then an effect triggered and suddenly she'd lost her sight in one eye and the others noticed she hadn't just lost the sight she'd lost her eye there was no eye in the socket there was a blue gemstone in its place so then everyone was like okay we're gonna back off from this freaky obelisk little much going on and then Kyrian tried to light it on fire and there was another big explosion flash and he was thrown backwards and the obelisk was gone I feel like the uh, fire thing was so unnecessary but <laughs> it was continue I think he got knocked unconscious for it so I guess that was his just desserts for trying to light it on fire <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so spooky obelisk, don't go near pink obelisks if they appear in front of you while you're out on the road. Fun fact. Just Very fun fact. Safety. Yeah. <laughs> so we arrived at the country manor mid-afternoon or so, met the housekeeper, etc., etc., and went to go check out these stables where the rat problem was and the maybe ghost problem was. So upon chatting with the little stable boy, who, yes, Kyrian gave a dagger to, We learned that he'd seen all kinds of creatures inside there, as well as bluish people, and that he was now no longer allowed in the stable. So he was sent on his way with his dagger, and if I remember correctly, I think a tub of like a healing balm in case he injured himself, because that's the best we can do with Kyrian now. We just (laughs) heal the children that he's bound to injure. At least you're looking out for him, We're, We're looking out for them. So we peeped through the stable window, And there was all kinds of woodland creatures and dogs and a few humanoids in varying states of decay. 
big undead vibes. Minus the varying states of decay, I will say humanoid is one of my least favorite words. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, humanoids, there's a certain creepiness that comes with the word humanoid. It's, It's like... Slender Man. Like, it's not quite a human, but it is a human. Yep. Yeah, but we're getting off topic with that. (laughs) So we were like, okay, super gross. We need to deal with this problem. There's a lot going on. We figured out a plan for how to bust in and just start attacking, got our way in there. And then Selwyn, our, our beloved cleric, remembered a lovely spell called Channel Divinity, which allowed her to turn undead so that none of them could attack us which uh, our DM was a little bummed about because the fight wasn't quite as exciting as she was hoping it would be. But we re-killed all of the undead that were in the room. Yay, team! (laughs) (laughs) And then we started investigating around a bit. You know, checked out the the undead humanoid bodies. (laughs) And then Selwyn and I decided to check the loft in the stable up the ladder, where we found a ghost, a straight up old lady ghost. And uh, she seemed very nice, actually, which was good. Yeah, nice, if a bit snobby, and uh, introduced herself. She had grown up and lived at the manor her whole life and just chose to stay there in death, essentially. And she used to be friends with Lady Blackwell's daughter who would come chat with her, but she doesn't visit anymore. However, lately, this daughter has been bringing undead creatures and leaving them in the stables. So that again piqued our interest. (laughs) What were you saying there? I said, there's your answer to why the stable full of dead things. Yeah, there's the answer to the stable full of dead things. So it was time to confront a teenager, the deadliest encounter of them all. Uh, A teenager who likes... Dead things. Dead things. Yeah. Creepy teenager. Wednesday Adam vibes all up in here. <laughs> <laughs> so we headed back to the house and asked to speak with Miss Blackwell, Miss Cassandra. And uh, when she arrived, someone just got really straight to the point and just like asked about what this ghost lady had told us. And she, Lady Cassandra, Miss Cassandra, did get straight to the point. She, she admitted she'd been dabbling in necromancy. And things got a little out of control, as they're wont to do. Such fun. Uh, She had been expelled a few months ago from the world-renowned Magic Academy, Lochney, because they didn't like that she was dabbling in necromantic leanings and whatnot, and so she was expelled. And then arriving home, decided to continue teaching herself necromancy. Bad idea. Yeah, bad idea. Didn't go to plan. So she assured us she'd managed to get it under control now. And so things on her end were under control now that we dealt with the stable. It was all going to be fine. There was going to be no more issues. And like, we were a little bit suspicious of this, a lot of it suspicious of this, but she seemed to have good intentions and whatnot. So we agreed that... We'd let her go. Her mother clearly knew about this. We'd just keep an eye from a distance on her and the situation. And then she asked us if we'd escort her to a friend's house because she's not allowed to travel in the area on her own. So whatever, next day, we bring her to her friend's house. Before we leave, thankfully, Queen's Raven replied with a a reply from our friend Robbie. Are you having some tech issues over there? Yeah, just a (laughs) bit. I'm paying attention. If you're watching the video, you just got like a real treat of does adjusting the the stands that her camera is on. I don't know how to be subtle. (laughs) That's the conclusion. All good. I I do have my notes adjusted so I can still see your face. So it's funny to go back from my notes to see you like desperately, quietly trying to adjust something on the side. Ah, But anywho, the Raven returned with news that said the scale did not appear to be cursed. Good news. We love it. In fact, it seemed to have a protection spell on it. And we figured out it absorbs the impact of hits. So bonus armor for Selwyn. Good times, good times there. And so, yeah, we set off with Cassandra to go to her friend's house and heard some strange noises as we were going through the woods. So naturally, we went to go check out the weird noises and we found three tiny dragons playing in a clearing. 
Yay! Yay. So we, we were thrilled. We defaulted to trying to feed them our rations and petting them and started talking about how we'd adopt them as pets. And then their very angry mother appeared through the Feywild gate that was also in the clearing. Oops! And she was a very angry mama wyvern. So, <laughs> oops, oops, oops. Yeah. We didn't want to kill her, though, because, you know... That would be mean. We, we kind of caused it. We were playing with her babies. That's on us. So we tried to like back off away from the babies, let them get back to mama, and then just like warning shot, warning strike type thing, scare them back through the gate, which we were we were successful at. So there was no deaths there. Yay, no deaths of baby dragons. That might bite us in the butt, actually. Ooh. Now that I think about that, what if they come back and kill us as the big bads <laughs> at the end of this campaign? Oh, that would be so twisted. Mary, if you're listening, forget everything that I just said. That is not a plot idea. Bad idea. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad idea. So we dropped Cassandra off and went back to Corintha. And it is a very uneventful two-day drive. Two-day drive. JK Lawls two-day ride back to Corintha where we met up with the boys once again at the Peapod. Now, Braley, our dear friend Braley the Gnome, is a bit of um, a mixologist, so, shall we say, a bit of a mad scientist. And I think really, that's better. Yeah, a mad that's scientist. Not. Yeah, with her drink concoctions. And they have, like, magical effects. And so we, whenever we're there, especially with the boys, we try all these drinks. And, and things get weird, but like fun weird generally. And if you keep listening to future episodes of the podcast, I'll go into more detail about what these drinks do and what happens. But I don't want to take up all our time with that in this moment. But we had some crazy drinks with the boys, got drunk up, and then the next day picked up the rest of our money. Because again, priorities. Got to get the rest of our money. And Lady Bakwell was surprised, though glad to see us back so soon. Again, we're super efficient. We're super quick. We're just that good. And then she invited us to the upcoming city ball. So that's exciting. In a couple weeks, we're going to a ball. I forgot about that. Yeah. Fully did. I, it, I mean, it hasn't happened yet. Spoiler alert to people. But it's going to be a fun session when we get to go to a ball. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, then that, now that we have money, Kyrian bought himself a bunch of drag, uh, draggers, daggers. <laughs> Kyrian bought himself a bunch of daggers with like magic effects and like poison effects and all sorts of things. And then Ava asked us if we would join her to go back to her hometown of Crawdon, the Druidic community, because she preferred to get her eye seen to by someone in the community who she knew and had grown up with rather than like some random healer there in Corintha. So we agreed. And the next day we took kind of this water taxi boat across the river to the jungle on the other bank where Crawdon is. And we did not experience the welcome that we expected there. We were confronted by the Druidic community and enclosed in a wall of thorns where Kyrian was accused of murdering their leader, the Archmage, and did not deny it. In fact, he just kind of shrugged it off and like almost laughed about it a little so it's when things started yeah. getting super sketched out. it got intense and a little sketchy ava was freaked out because she had when we met her she had just escorted kyrian to corintha because he had suddenly appeared on her doorstep one night injured and she healed him as best she could, but she didn't want to let him travel back alone. So she traveled with him and that's where we all kind of met up. But she'd heard nothing about this murder that had gone on. She didn't even know the Archmage had been murdered. So there's a lot going on. She has some wild magic busting out of her because she's very emotional. Kyrian ends up turning into a cactus. A portal to the fire plane was open and it was going really south really quickly. It was a very emotionally intense yeah. moment. Yeah, so very timely Selwyn cast calm emotions. What a good cleric. And just kind of leveled things out. And uh, Cactus Kyrian was locked up for the night while the Druidic leaders figured out what to do, I guess. The rest of us were given beds. Ava went off to her own cottage for the night. And then in the morning, we kind of touched base with the Druids to see, like, what evidence they had that Kyrian had done this. And they had some, some pretty solid explanations. And so we went to go chat with Ava, and she was missing. 
So not great. We went to go track her. She'd gone off into the jungle, into the woods on her own. And as the a- jungle woods, the jungle woods, <laughs> apparently in D&D, there's no like jungle isn't a specific terrain. And so it counts as the same stuff as woods. So we've sort of been using the words interchangeably that it is a jungle. It's a hot, humid, viney jungle. Good to know. Use if I say woods. <laughs> but as those girls trekked into the jungle, Kyrian was left with the druids, who weren't super happy with him. As a cactus. As a cactus. <laughs> but they did uncactus him yes. and took all of his armor and weapons and released him into the jungle, just basically saying, you know, if he survived, so be it. Uh, but the jungle had a way of taking care of things and basically they were pretty sure he wasn't going to survive. So go have fun with the last few hours of your life in the jungle, little murderer dude. So unintentional, intentional murder. Yeah, basically like washing our hands of it. You go do you. If you die, it's not our fault kind of thing. Little twisted there. Little twisted. So off he went into the jungle without his armor, his weapons or his shoes. Actually, he was barefoot in the jungle, which I, I guess hopefully he didn't step on any thorns. Not that we knew of, at least. And as us girls, jumping back, were trekking through the jungle, we encountered a black tabaxi, who, if you don't know what a tabaxi is, is basically a cat person who, though a bit disgruntled that their lunch had been interrupted, introduced themselves to us as Professor Bones, an archaeology professor from the nearby Tabaxi village who was playing hooky from his own classes because he'd rather look for bones in the jungle than teach his archaeology classes. I mean, don't we all? Don't we all, really? And interestingly, Bones was played by the same person as who played Ava, which kind of gave us a little bit of a sign that Ava might not be there for a few sessions and like something serious had gone down because our DM didn't want her to just kind of be sitting there while Ava's off doing whatever she is on her own. So Bones was introduced so that she could still hang out with the party in a different character, which I thought was kind of kind of fun idea. Yeah. Yeah. Gives, gives people something to do. And uh, Bones agreed to help us find Ava as we tracked her. A little bit of metaing there, I guess cracking himself basically yeah we got to this clearing with a cave that ava's footprint seemed to be going towards and then on the left there was like a misty bog so we were tracking her footprint she didn't seem to have gone into the cave she did seem to have like run into the bog but there weren't really any footprints of anything chasing her and at that moment we were attacked by a manticore Uh. hello manticore so they're like winged lions with people faces if you wanted that description i hate I it i don't want it des hates it <laughs> not good times however we slayed it in one round we were very quick and efficient this is a common theme here <laughs> quick and efficient get it done get it done slay the manticore and quickly follow ava's trail because that was bad vibes we found her unconscious encircled in a wall of thorns that had like fire in it and so by the time we hacked into the wall of thorns she was kind of pretty burnt and again unconscious so some spells (laughs) some spells were used to stabilize her so she didn't die i don't think she was rolling death throws at the time but uh she stayed unconscious because obviously she's been through a hacking lot and then something was going on behind us we were pretty sure we were being stalked so we just took off full speed carrying on in the in the same trajectory I suppose that we were going followed a path got into a clearing there was some ruins there that we thought we might be able to hide in and and have some rest but as we approached two young green dragons approached us dragons again we rolled initiative yay dragons and then we fought a dragon Hey, she did the thing where she says the name of the thing in the thing. Is it a callback idea? I would love it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, that was a pretty intense fight. Fighting two dragons. And uh, they had a lot of of magic stuff going on. Several people went unconscious. Bones was the real MVP, just throwing out cure wounds and healing words right and left. And we fought the dragons back with Kaelin. Me yeah. getting both of the kill shots. 
which was very exciting. This was my favorite uh, battle. It was pre- it was an entire session, start to finish battle, which is like two to three hours for us. It was pretty fun. Intense. Yeah. And then we looted the dragons. Yay. And Kaylin took the hide of one of the green dragons just because she could. <laughs> and uh, we investigated the ruins behind us, which seemed to be an old temple. We found a secret room with lots of books and some old spell scrolls and a few people took some things from there and then we rested for the night. The next morning Ava did come to consciousness, though still like only half consciousness maybe, and got real mad at Kyrian, but their fight was interrupted by the appearance of someone who seemed to be a post officer just walking out of the jungle towards us. Jungle post officers, so normal. So normal, especially with glowing gold eyes. Super normal. (laughs) So they introduced themselves as Khan, which, like, I can't help but think of Con Man whenever I hear that, which is affecting, I think, how I perceive this character. But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) they introduced themselves as Con, and they had letters that they thought were important enough to deliver in person for Selwyn, Kyrian, and Kaelin. And Selwyn's actually had bad news. Her mom was in danger and had been taken. And so Khan offered us this scroll that maybe could help us. And then he busted out some wings and bamfed out of there. And we were just kind of left a bit baffled by what had just happened. But we had a mission now with Selwyn's letter. And she asked if we'd join us to go to El Alinor, which is the high elven city. Um, and help her mom once Ava and Kyrian's stuff here had kind of been resolved. And of course, we all agreed to help her. And then we sort of turned to Kyrian and we're like, dude, straight up with us. Did you kill the guy? Why would you kill the guy? And he said, yes, he killed the guy and that he'd been hired to do the job kind of as like a way to get into a guild. And he didn't realize at the time how important a person it was going to be. So he kind of regretted that, I guess he hadn't, looked into who the person was before just killing them <laughs> i mean in person or not you still agreed to kill a person yeah that that was my beef with it too he didn't mm-hmm. seem like to have a problem with having killed someone just the fact that oops i killed an important person this is where you and i differ though yeah. i i know that my opinion of kieran has had an ebb and flow but mostly mm-hmm. i'm on his side <laughs> all the time yeah, Kaylin's not really digging Kyrian. She doesn't like full on hate him, but she's pretty sus of his motives and things. And Kaylin was the one who asked him, like, just straight up, did you do it? Because there'd been a lot of dancing around. It wasn't getting anywhere. So I was just like, give us an answer. And um, that, I guess it, we felt it was a better answer than it could have been, I suppose. So that was all right. We were okay to leave it at that. And Ava didn't feel she was ready to return to Crawden and risk having Kyrian have to go into like a trial or something. So we decided we were going to head back to Corintha and just avoid Crawden entirely and help Selwyn. So we had a bit of a somber journey back to Corintha. And upon our arrival, went to our friends, Robbie and Brooks, at Robbie and Brooks Secondhand Books to ask if they might have any teleportation magic for us. And they offered us a copy of a copy of a copy of a teleportation scroll, but weren't really sure if it was going to work. And so that evening, we drowned our sorrows with the boys and some of Braley's crazy drinks. Um, Several people got pretty drunk, but magically avoided hangovers. And the next day, (laughs) yay, yay for magic. The next day, Selwyn decided it might be worth heading back to her hometown, Ferris which is north of Corintha in the desert, and checking out her house where her and her mom had lived and where her mom was taken from, and then teleporting to El Alinor from Ferris. So we thought that would that would work. We checked out the scroll that Khan had given us, and it seemed to be blank, but definitely super magical. And further inspection revealed that it seemed like it would provide whatever spell the bearer needed in the moment once it was activated. So we haven't activated it, but we're going to keep it on hand because it seems like it might be useful. And then we went to the alchemy and herbs shop because the lady who runs it 
is a high elf from El Alinor and is a bit of a wizard herself. And so we thought maybe she could help us adjust this teleportation spill spell <laughs> to make it a little less hanky, like a little less janky, maybe is the word I was going for there. <laughs> less risk. <laughs> less risk. And um, she did touch it up. But she still wasn't confident in its safety if used. So there's a lot of risk still associated there. At least she told you. She did. She uh, she was very open about that. And while she was working on it, actually, I, Kaylin, took my green dragon hide to the leather workers and asked them about having it turned into armor. And they were able to attach it to my current leather armor, reinforcing it and kind of like filling in the blanks of certain points. And now I have green dragon studded armor, which is pretty exciting, feeling pretty dapper. Very much so. Yeah. I can yeah. only imagine it is the fanciest. Yeah. Oh, super cool. Yeah. And I love the idea of like the green hide with the brown leather. It's just like mm, my colors. I love it. I love it. It's perfectly fitting for a ranger. Perfectly fitting. Yeah. So pretty happy about that. And then something I don't know in character, but have to share is that Dave and Ava had a really cute romantic chat that evening and they, they had some character development moments and they kissed and they came back holding hands and they might now be a couple. So we're all really excited about that. We and love romance. We, we love them. It's hashtag Deva if you want to root for them. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's the adventure so far. That's where we ended off last night as of today when we're recording. So I know that's a lot. That was 16 sessions. That was wild. So going forward, it'll just be one at a time, which is going to allow for more, more character to shine through, more personality, which will be nice. But now you know the story so far. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is a lot. It's kind of crazy to, like, remember everything that happened yeah. and the progression. But it also feels like, not that nothing's happened, but, like, there's so much more to look mm -hmm. forward to with everything yeah. And it's only been, like, literally in-game a couple weeks, yeah. right? Like, it hasn't even been that much time. It's been less than a month, I think, which is kind of fun to think about how little our characters actually know each other, even oh, though we've sure. all been playing together for six months or whatever at this point. It changes the perspective yeah. on certain things a lot. Yeah. But, yeah, so I guess, essentially, you have debriefed or uh how to recap i yeah recap that's the yeah. word I'm for. you recap so that's your version of recap yeah. and then we'll go into my very very skeleton recap yeah and it's essentially i take one to two word notes <laughs> and i just go through them to make sure i understand what happened yeah. so i guess we'll do that and in future episodes that essentially will be the format is mm -hmm. a recap and then a little a form breakdown <laughs> yeah um so here we go Woot. so you meet up yeah there's a meetup then there's rats lady blackwell ghost rats yeah ghost rats <laughs> That that's the tra trajectory. Yeah, of the it's getting worse. Getting yeah. worse. <laughs> then there's uh, necromancy. Moving yep. on. Yeah, a yard pony. Important <laughs> character. Very. Also, some things I leave out that are really important, but, but I, I like. I don't know. They're out very to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> some things I think are going to be very important, and they're not. And some things I don't think are going to be important, and they are. So this is this is how it's going to be. Um, wolves. Yep. Couldn't tell you what that was about, but there was wolves. Um, <laughs> that was the overnight on the road. The wolves attacked us. <laughs> right. And you dealt with it quickly. I remember now. Um, sketchy dragon runes. But, well, I guess later on we'll find out. But at the time, <laughs> sketchy dragon runes. There was money barf and other things because of a obelisk. So moving quickly past that, um, but there was repercussions because now yeah. Ava has a diamond eye. Oh, I should clarify, actually, the hair thing for her was temporary. 
as it started growing back yes. immediately. Like within 24 hours, her hair was back. I the remember, eye is permanent. <laughs> I remember the hair was confusing for me. Yeah. I remember just going, what happened to the hair? Because yeah. I didn't. Anyways. <laughs> um, so there's diamond eye. Then there's a stable decay battle. Interpret that how you please. I like but that some. Yeah. It's essentially what happened. Yeah. Uh, then you met a ghost lady in an attic. Yeah. Fun. But why? Why? <laughs> why was there a ghost lady in the attic? Because um, she wanted well, to live there both in life and in death. <laughs> and that is perfectly fine. I guess in her world. <laughs> um, uh, so then we, she says some stuff. You go to find a, a teen who loves necromancy. Yeah. Necromancy 2.0. Yeah. Once again, well, not really 2.0, but a self-taught necromancy. Yes, we are not a fan. No. Nope. Um, the there was a raven. Didn't mention that before, but the raven yeah. is back. The raven yeah. has good news. Yep. Everything's good with the room. Yep. The extra armor, which we like. Yes. Um. Then dragons. Yay! Yeah. But then baby dragons. That was why there was yes. a yay baby dragons but but then not yay no but whatever <laughs> with it back to town drink time drink time's fun we like yeah. drink time we do and yeah hopefully we'll get into that more later we on will yes there's an upcoming ball so we're also excited for that we did go dress shopping i forgot to mention that the yeah. girls have all ordered dresses and we're excited to find out what those are going to be and how everything plays out. Yeah. Um, then you went to Ava's town. Yeah. There was intrigue and scandal upon arrival. So much. Yeah. And there was murder. Well, the murder was in the past. There was accusations of yes. murder. There was just not good stuff. Um, just a, essentially just an emotional freak out. <laughs> Just a meltdown of sorts. The cactus thing was so funny in the moment. Because, I, like, everyone was just like, what? <laughs> it's a random role that she does. So no one person decided it. It's a list on a role that she does when there's wild magic. And it just came up that, boom, the person closest to you is now a cactus. The person closest to you is Kyrian. Kyrian is a cactus. <laughs> it feels so out of place but so fitting at the same time oh funny <laughs> um so after all that it was jungle time sorry jungle time for everyone in yeah. different states yeah so oh kirian did catch up to us i never mentioned that in the recap oh. kirian caught up to us while we were in the jungle with bones <laughs> yeah you kind of you alluded that he was back with you just not yeah. But there was a departure of the group, but you all eventually are back together in varying states also. Yeah. So you, you just, not everyone handled it the best. Yeah. Um, Ava, Ava mostly didn't. But girl. you met up with Prof Bones, Professor Bones. We love Bones. He is, I like this character a lot. He's, he's he, great. He's great. And... Yeah. He's helpful to you guys. Yeah. And it's nice that, I don't know, Ava didn't have to completely be left up. Yeah. So Ava's roasted. Oh, there's a manticore. <laughs> that, not a fan. No. Moving on. Yeah. Ava got roasted. Also <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, so that was sad. But then, so, but Ava's still roasted. Ava is, Ava is staying roasted for a little bit. Um, we helped her. Yeah, but she's just out of commission. She needs to recover from yeah, the roasting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, dragons, again. And then we fought a dragon. Yep. So that was exciting. It was. Then there was a temple investigation. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Oh, right. Khan, the jungle post officer, appeared. I like him as well. I I really do like him. I'm curious to see if we encounter him again. He, as he bid us farewell, alluded to the fact that he'll see us again kind of thing. 
I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And you guys got letters. Yep. And then there's a confrontation of Kyrian. Why the heck did you kill the guy? Yeah. <laughs> and so that, that all happened. I remember you were very frustrated with that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, as said previously, I'm in favor of pretty much anything Kyrian <laughs> does because I think it's funny. Don't well, he needs someone on his side. <laughs> so I'm glad that he has someone on his team. I I am someone. <laughs> um, so you confronted Kyrian, headed back to town. Yeah. Uh, then mm, this note doesn't make sense. That also happens. I make notes and I don't remember why. What does it say? It says need magic. Whatever that means. We probably needed the teleportation magic. Oh, yeah. There we go. You need, yeah. you need to figure that out. More yeah. drinks. Yep. Travel plans. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. Then you figured out that this scroll is maybe a better option than the... The other the, scroll. The other scroll. But yeah. you don't know yet. So you have two two magic options here. Yeah. Um, you got new awesome dragon armor yep. for that feel free think- to make fan art i would <laughs> love it <laughs> i feel like that is for you one of your biggest accomplishments i'm so excited it upped my armor class by two if you don't know all the lingo armor class is the number that people have to roll higher than to hit you so the lower your number the easier you are to hit so now my number is 16 which is pretty exciting very exciting and hopefully that serves you well in the future and lastly love is in the air favor we are excited for that excited to see what happens even though you're leaving we don't we won't get any answer for a while but yeah so you're you're on to the next adventure yep the next morning we're heading off to the desert which will be warm, I presume. <laughs> there's there's so many different, um, you know, the word. You need to give me a little more clue than that. Desert, jungle, forest, oh, rains, all the different rains. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that is essentially the breakdown. The yeah. recap. Uh. We'll That's probably have to... more discussion, I think, usually about episodes when there's less session to talk about. For sure. And I think that's what I'm most looking forward to yeah. is the discussion part. We don't want to overload this because this is just where uh, the campaign is at up till now. But yeah. we will we will get into it more in the future. Yeah. And before we like sign off, I do want to read Kaylin's letter that she got because our DM wrote us each little letters for those of us who got it and like had them drawn up in a cute little handwritten note kind of feature because we're not together in person, but she wanted to give us props in some way. So this is Kaylin's letter. Yes. It says, my dearest Kaylin, I hope your travels are going well. I know it's only been a week, but I can't help but let you know just how much I miss you. I'm afraid I have nothing to report, except that a few days ago, a fox killed some of the Nodder's chickens, and Mrs. Nodder asked if you were around to get rid of it. She was shocked that you had left and asked if everything was okay. The people around here just don't understand that you have your dad's free spirit, and there's no way I was going to force you to stay here when your heart belongs to the wild. I hope the city is everything you hoped it would be, the people are nice, and you're not getting into too much trouble. I trust you know that if you ever need anything, I'm only a day's travel away. If you have a free moment, please write, if only to let me know you're doing okay. I look forward to hearing all your stories when you return, just like I always did for your dad. Much love, your mom. Aw. Which I is like so that. cute. Yeah. It's very nice. I Maybe we'll get to meet Kaylin's mom sometime yeah. in the future. Probably. Which would be exciting. Very exciting. It's weird to see like a character that obviously I wrote into existence in the world then being like played and developed by someone else. Yeah. It's kind of a weird feeling. So it'll be fun. For sure. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, but we have to find Selwyn's mom first. Gotta gotta help everybody's moms yeah. <laughs> in this campaign. <laughs> just it just turns into just helping moms. That's yeah. it we're the mom squad yeah (laughs) cool well this has been fun 
very fun. I know I we talked about rolling a dice to end. Yeah. What color? I have a purple and teal dice. I have a glow-in-the-dark pink dice. And I have a green dice. What would you like me to roll? I like the purple and teal. Okay. That's my vote for today. What are we going to get? 15. Not bad, not bad. bad. Over 10 is good. (laughs) Hopefully that means this uh this episode first one is is gonna it's a solid start yeah it's a good start good place to begin nice all right well thanks for listening thank you thank you i hope so and and come back future weeks next episode will be a recap of my other campaign in which i play a bard very fun very fun yeah and then after that we will start retelling episodes as they happen which will be exciting i'm really looking forward to it yep okay bye bye